Hey guys, welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for being here to read through the Word with me some today. We're continuing to read this week through 1 John. Started in 1 John last week. Um, you can catch that episode. It's entitled Authentic. And it is because I feel like at the beginning of 1 John that he is getting us to ask ourselves a question, which is, what does it look like to be an authentic follower of Jesus? And chapter 2 of 1 John really kind of follows that same theme. In chapter 2, he gives us two tests, two tests that kind of will be indicative of whether or not we're really authentic followers of Jesus or not. I don't know about you, but I never really liked to take tests um, back in school. Uh, I don't think nobody likes to take tests probably, but uh, sometimes the tests really reveal where we are, and uh, so they can be very helpful tools, and in this case, I think they will be. So let's read some of this scripture together. Here's 1 John chapter 2. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole, whole world. That's a beautiful scripture, and we could spend a lot of time talking about that. In the previous chapter, he talked to us about uh, the fact that through the power of the Holy Spirit that we could not sin, we, we could avoid sin by walking in the light. Um, but here he acknowledges that even though we have this um, new spirit within us in the Holy Spirit that, that instructs us and helps us not to sin, he is acknowledging here that we will sin. It's inevitable uh, as part of the flesh that we live in. But here's the good news. He says, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We have a, a divine defense attorney, if you will. If you imagine heaven being like a courtroom where the Father, God, is a holy judge and a righteous judge, that uh, even though we are guilty, that Jesus is our defense attorney who intercedes for us. He advocates for us and he takes the punishment for us. It says he is the atoning sacrifice. The sac atoning there means the one who repairs what is broken. He takes this broken relationship that we have with the Father because of our sin, and he repairs it. Um, so that's really beautiful. He calls him Jesus Christ, the righteous one. I'm just pointing that out because it's awesome to notice the names of God. You can use them as you pray back to the Father, as you, as you spend time in praise. He is the righteous one. All right, here's the two tests that I mentioned, beginning with verse 3. Uh, the first test sounds like this. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. All right, here's uh, the first test. Uh, if we are truly followers, if, if what does authenticity look like for us? It looks like obedience. Listen to it again. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Here's the math on this test. It is I know him minus being obedient equals being a liar. This is the way he says it. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. It's pretty harsh, uh, but that's, that's what the test looks like. If we say, he says, um, there's so much that we would say uh, about being a Christian and, and see ourselves as a Christian, but if we're an authentic follower, he says, it will show in our obedience to the commands of Jesus. Verse 5, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in him. I like that phrase right there. Um, love for God is made complete in the one who is 
truly obeying God's Word. Um, I think that's the way we grow in our Christian life as we, as we learn and understand the teachings of Jesus and the commands of the Father. And as we begin to be obedient to those, our love for God is, is made complete little at a time as we are walking through that process. Sometimes we call that sanctification. Um, but that's what it is. it is. It is letting the love of God be complete in us uh, as we live in obedience. Uh, He goes on to say, this is how we know we are in him. That's why it's a test. This is how we know that we are in him. Whoever claims to live as him must live as Jesus did. Wow. That's a pretty um, hard standard to live up on this test, to live as Jesus did. Um, But when the spirit of Christ lives in us, he compels us day by day to live as Jesus did. Um, So we'll see that in in just a moment. But I want to just point out this. If you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, it will make a difference in the way you live. If you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, it will make a difference in the way you live. Jesus said it this way, If anyone would follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. So it's a high standard, and yet that's the calling we have. And that's when we are authentic followers, if we are doing his commands, if we're denying ourselves and doing, living as, as Jesus would live. All right, here's the second test. Verse 7 says this, Dear friends, I am not writing to you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet, I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. All right, this old command, new command, what is he talking about here? Uh, He says, uh, I'm not writing you a new command. It's an old command that you had since from the beginning. From the beginning here, I believe, refers to when they first heard the gospel. When the gospel was spoken to them, they learned this new command, the commands of Jesus. We're following him. We've got to learn his commands. And the command of Jesus, it's going to become clear in the next couple of verses here, is to love. Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, if you remember this. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the greatest commandment, hearkening back to Deuteronomy. And then he said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So here's, here's the commands that Jesus sums everything up in, in just two commands. Love God and love others. So it's an old command that goes back from the beginning when we first learned how to love Jesus. We, we understand that we are loving God and loving others. It's an old command in that it refers all the way back to Deuteronomy and the laws given to uh, the ancient Israelites there. But he goes on to say, Yet I'm writing you a new command. Uh, So why is it a new command? Well, John himself wrote um, back in John 13, when he quoted Jesus, he quoted him this way. uh, He said, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. That's the new commandment he's talking about. It is to love one another. It's the mark of a real believer. Here's the second test. Real believers are obedient, real believers, authentic believers, love. Uh, Jesus loved. And if we are his followers, that same love will be evident in our lives too. Um, So why is it a new command? It was really an old command. The people in the Old Testament were even told uh, to love their neighbors. Um, But it 
in Christ, there's a new fulfillment of that. It's it's new in several ways. First of all, it's it's new in emphasis. When Jesus put that up against the greatest commandment and said the second commandment is like it, he gave it a new emphasis. He helped us to see the importance of loving one another. In fact, we now understand that you, that you can't love say I love God and not love other people who are made by God and made in the image of God. So it, it has a new emphasis, but it also is new in example. Listen to this. Um, he says, I'm writing you a new command. It's truth is seen in him, in Jesus. This this new example, it, it, the example of Jesus makes it new because he lived it out in a way that was radical and was different. He said, um, you've heard it said, love your uh, your neighbor, but hate your enemy. But he says, I tell you, Love your enemies. Um, totally different mindset that Jesus approaches love with. In fact, he showed sacrificial love by going to the cross, even for those who hated him and put him on the cross. This is love in a whole new way, and there's a new example, which is Jesus. Um, he is our example, um, and he goes on to say, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. The true light here is referring to Jesus, our example. If you hearken back and read the Gospel of John, in fact, it'd be awesome to read the Gospel of John in First John and in either hand, have the Bible in, in either hand here in those two places. In First John 1, 9, it says, The true light, referring to Jesus, that gives life to every man was coming into the world. So in this new way of loving, love is not just some sentimental feeling that you get worked up. Uh, for Jesus, it was a choice. It was a sacrifice to love someone. It's not just loving your close friends and your family, but for him, it was loving publicans and sinners and tax collectors, uh, even those who put him on the cross. The extent of Jesus' love uh, helped his earlier followers who were Jews love Gentiles. And those who were Gentiles and Greeks reach out and love the Roman conquerors who uh, dominated their times back then. It, it helped um, people love across uh, cultural lines and, and socioeconomic lines. Uh, it, was, it was the way Jesus said that we would know that he, we were truly his disciples, that we were authentic. It was when we have love for one another. So reading on, listen to this, verse 9, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in darkness. Light and darkness, that's, those are huge uh, words in the book of First John. Light meaning um, the revelation of God and his righteousness. And so we are to walk in the righteousness of, of God and we are to, to be his revelation to the world. But if, if we are not loving, if we hate our brother, he says we're not in the light. We are in the darkness, dark representing sin and the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of, of Satan. And uh, he says that that's where we are if we don't love. We are not authentic believers if his love is not manifesting through us. People say that love is blind, but the world said, but the word says that it's hatred that blinds us. Listen to this. Anyone who loves his brother and sister lives in the light, and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates his brother or sister is in darkness, walks around in darkness. They don't know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. Um, this is one of the scriptures that I think about when I think about what the Bible has to say about racism. I think we need to, to think about this scripture. Um, there's no believer that has any right to hold any hatred in their heart or dislike for another brother or sister. 
And First John makes that obvious. If that is the case, that person is not an authentic believer. No matter how they may claim the name of Christ, they don't know Christ unless um, we love the brothers. We love one another. You can't be a real Christian follower if you don't love people from every, every nation, every culture, uh, and every race. Not loving people keeps us from growing in Christ. It puts us in the darkness. The real love, uh, life of Christ is, is a life lived in love. How do you see the love of Jesus being manifest and shown in, in your life? How do you see the authenticity of your walk with Jesus showing up in your willingness to be obedient and in your love for other people? Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for these scriptures and these words. Father, help me, help my, my listeners today to be authentic in the way that we follow you, to truly read your word, to understand your teachings, and to walk in them and to be obedient to what we see. Father, help us to love those who are around us in the way that you love and through the power of your love. Father, let your love flow through us, God, so that, that we represent you and your character uh, through, through the world and with everyone that we come in contact with. And Lord, I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.